now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're here every week to talk about your home. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for tips on seasonal maintenance or smart upgrades for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show sponsors. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings. Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech. And the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. These are amazing local professionals and great resources. They'd love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice, please do make sure to call the team members here at The Whole Home Show. They'd love to help. I've been selling real estate in Greater Victoria for over 28 years. I'm one of the rare born and raised Victorians. I've never left town. I love our home and am a huge community supporter. In my time, I've had the benefit of helping hundreds of people achieve their goals and dreams in real estate, and I'd be happy to help you too. My hosting job here at CFAX is just my fun job, but my real job is helping people like you. So please get in touch with me if you're looking for help from a longstanding professional and a long-standing professional and top-producing real estate agent. You can find me on the CFAX website, cfax1070.com, or through my team, which is the Prime Real Estate Team. It's primeteam.ca. Today, I'm introducing you to Richard Robbins. Richard is a real estate coach, trainer, and mentor uh, out of Markham, Ontario. And he's here. Actually, right now, I'm not even in Victoria. We are in the studios in Vancouver right now. I've had the privilege of uh, being able to visit Richard here in Vancouver. We're going to talk a lot about the real estate business, but this is really interesting because it's sort of like the wizard behind the curtain. We're going to share with you things about the real estate business, talking about the way real estate has been handled over the years, and maybe even discuss what the future holds for your buying and selling real estate. Uh, We're going to bypass this week our usual weekly listener question, but as a reminder, if you do have a question or you have something or story that you'd like to share with us on the air, just give us a call. The hotline is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. But I want to get right into having a conversation uh, with Richard Robbins. Rich, thanks for coming. Tony, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I need to tell the listeners uh, your backstory here. So you were licensed in Peterborough, Ontario. Was it 1984 or something like that, right? Mm, you're close. 19, July 15th, 1985. 1985. Yeah. Okay, so you were a very busy real estate uh, agent. You uh, have owned brokerage. Yes. Uh, you have managed people. You've seen um, real estate from back then in the 80s. Uh, and in 1998, you transitioned and you became... Uh, what you are now. You are Canada's foremost uh, mentor, coach, and training organization for real estate agents here in Canada. Well, thank you. Yes. We, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're very privileged to get to work with uh, you know all the great agents across Canada. So uh, we've been doing it 21 years. It's been, uh, it's been a long run, but it's been a lot of fun. So just so as our, our listeners know, I mean, this is a real estate show. Most of our listeners are consumers, so people who are, are buying and selling real estate. The reason why I wanted to talk with you is because you can offer a very unique insight into the real estate business uh, in such a way that consumers should be able to sort of better understand where realtors are coming from. You know, it's one thing coming from me because I am a real estate agent, but you see it from the outside. So you uh, have helped hundreds. How many people have you coached over the years? Well, we've we've probably hit over 10,000 people that have graduated through our coaching program. Yeah. Um, but we've, you know, I've had over 300,000 people that have, that have uh, you know, been part of our events in one way, shape, or form. So, yeah. yeah. And for, really cool. for our listeners, uh, uh, Rich, 
Richard Robbins. Richard puts on events across North America, typically Toronto, Vancouver. You've been in the States. I've seen you in Orlando. Um, yeah. Uh, you are very popular. You are very well known in the franchise systems, for instance, uh, Remax, uh, all of the big organizations. Uh, and it's not only North America. You have been. You've been to South Africa, uh, Australia. You've been yeah. all over the place, right? Yeah. No, I've I've had. It's been great. You know, because uh, you know I've traveled the world. This this business takes me all over. But yeah, I've been as you said, Australia, New Zealand. I think three times. Speaking at conference, South Africa. I think three times. All through Europe. Um, down to South America a number of times, plus obviously North America. So it's, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. But I'll tell you what's been really interesting for me is to get my eyes open to how real estate works in other countries. For sure. I mean, Australia in particular. I mean, yeah. things are done very differently, right? Very, especially Europe. There's no MLS system in Europe. Yeah. You know, so when you start to look at Canadian real estate, we have, I think, the most organized real estate in the world right here in Canada. We're very fortunate. Well, of course, consumers are used to Realtor.ca. Right. And, and that's been a great resource that we've had for years. Uh, the, uh, people don't often realize that the States doesn't even have that. No. If you think about there's a Realtor.com in the U.S. is actually owned by Rupert Murdoch. Interesting. The media guy. Okay. And so what it, the, the challenge is in the U.S. compared to Canada, I don't know if it's a challenge, but the difference is this, is that in Canada, you can go online to Realtor.ca and you can see all of the listings available in Canada. Because all of the real estate boards uh, up, um, upload all their information to this one resource. It's fantastic. Right. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, and Canada is, quite honestly, the, the only country I know that has that. Okay. Uh, where the U.S., they don't have one site. The, in other words, the, the organization of realtors doesn't have one site. The National Association of Realtors in the U.S., which is the same governing body here, we have called Korea, Canadian Real Estate Association. They don't have one site where all of the listings are. So that's one of the big differences. So Realtor.ca, you know, for the home buying and selling public, not only for the real estate agents, but, you know, for the consumers. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing to be in a different town. So when I'm in Toronto, to be able to just pull up the same app that's on my phone and be able to have a look at listings around me, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a great site. And that's one reason that we have such great organized real estate here, yeah. is we have a site that all of the consumers can go on and they can find out all the homes for sale. And by the way, very soon, all the homes sold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. So, because really, uh, uh, Richard, you again, you were a realtor years ago. Yes, a very high producing realtor. You transitioned into coaching. You, what you really are is you are an observer and a student of the habits of um, buying and selling real estate, whether it's realtors or consumers. Yes, you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm very close to the industry. I enjoy the industry. Yeah, I love. You seeing write a lot. Like uh, yeah. you're published. Uh, yeah. You, you published a book, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well too. Um, but it's, I find it very fascinating how you kind of, um, you're observing things from the sidelines. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's how we all learn, right? Yeah. Like I, I, and that's part of the global travel for me is like I, you know, when I'm traveling around, you know, when I first started, all I, all I understood was how it works in Canada. And so when you... Because you knew what you knew. Yeah, you knew what you knew. And when you see that, you think that's normal everywhere. And then when you start traveling around, you start to realize how good we have it. It's almost like when some people travel, <clears throat> excuse me, when some people travel outside of Canada, they realize what a great country we have. Yeah. yeah they got to leave the country to figure that out. Right. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, what the business was like when you started in 1985. I mean, this predates the internet. It yes. predates actually fax machines were yes. probably new at that time, right? Yes. Um, so tell us about what it was like selling real estate in Peterborough, Ontario. Well, First of all, Peterborough is a town of about 65,000 people. It's, you know, 90 minutes northeast of Toronto. So when I started, if you think about it today, now you can go online with the internet. 
you can look up all the listings available. Realtors to this point can look up all the homes that have sold. You can find out all the information right online. We didn't have that. So they used to deliver to us MLS books, mm-hmm. and they used to deliver them once a week. We're talking those catalogs that some they people were, remember seeing. They were catalogs with yeah. all of the listings in them. And, of course, up front, you'd have the new listings, the hot listings, they used to call them. Mm-hmm. And then behind that, you'd have all the different geographical areas and all the houses. So basically the hot ones were the ones that made it to the press just in time. Just in time, right? right? Yeah. Brand new listings. Yeah. And those books were sacred to us as real estate agents because it was the only way we could find the inventory. And the consumer had no way yeah. unless the real estate agent gave them the information. And that's the big difference today. From when I started in real estate, the real estate agent controlled all the information. And now, of course, the Internet, to a large degree, controls all the information. So the consumer today uh, is way more educated, which isn't a negative thing. It's a very positive thing. Is way more educated. They, they quite often will look at homes for sale before they contact an agent. Uh, well, back then, that just wasn't the case. They're then, able to do their own education now. Oh, 100%, right, yeah. which is great because now they can educate themselves. So I'm a big believer in that, that, you know, I know some agents, maybe they, they don't love the idea of the consumer having access to all the information, but I tend to think it's a good thing. Yeah, well, it's the new century. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, listen, hold that thought because we need to take a, a quick little break here. Uh, we're having a conversation with Richard Robbins. Richard is a re- he runs Canada's largest real estate training company, uh, coaching company, and uh, he's here to talk about real estate not only for realtors but also for consumers as well too. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today with Richard Robbins. Richard is the foremost trainer and real estate coach in Canada. Thrilled to have him here from Toronto. Uh, we're actually in Vancouver right now because you happen to be doing an event here in Vancouver, so I was able to come here and visit our neighboring station and and be able to, to chat with you. So thanks again for coming, Richard. My pleasure. Really good to be here, Tony. Yeah. So, uh, of course, my uh, background with you is I... I first saw you in 2002. Yes. And it was an event right down the street from here at the Hyatt, and you had hundreds of people, uh, maybe six, 700 uh, attendees. Uh, and these are real estate uh, training uh, events, and I didn't know what to expect because I'd gone to some before. But I got to say, uh, and you know, I've said this to you before, that, that, was a, that was a pivotal moment for me because it changed everything I did in, in the business. And I want to talk more about that a little later. But um, uh, getting back to where we were before the break, you were talking about the business, the way things were, and how, of course, many of us remember the MLS catalog. Um, how else was the real estate business back then in 1980? Interest rates, of course, 1985 was a whole different story, right? Yeah, well, I started in 85, but I actually bought my first house in 1981. Okay. And I was paying 17 and three quarters percent. Uh Now, here's what was interesting because the market was very, very difficult. So the government came up with a couple programs and they had a $3,000 grant and a $5,000 interest-free loan that they would give to first-time buyers. Mm-hmm. So my dad had a four-wheel drive truck. So I used my dad's truck and I snowplowed all winter long. I saved up $10,000 of my own money. There's a lot of money. Oh, it was a fortune, $10,000. Yeah. Plus I got eight grand from the government. So I put $18,000 down on a $53,800 house. That was my <laughs> first house, I know. Yeah. And that was my very first house uh, that, I, that I bought. So, I, I, you know, real estate, like I was 21. So real estate's always been in my blood. I just think real estate's a great investment. Not only do we get to live in it, in most cases it's going up in value and it's tax-free money. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's really how so many Canadians have managed to get ahead in life. 
No question. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people retire from the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, you transitioned from uh, being a busy agent uh, into ownership as well. Yes. So it was, I was in real estate about three years, and then I decided, you know, I wanted to spread my wings a little bit. Uh, living in Peterborough, I wanted to do something different. So I moved to Markham, just north of Toronto, where I still live today. Whole different market area. Whole different market. Like yeah. big, fast, expensive, really strong agents. Like... Yeah. Um, I was in over my head, let's just say that. So Dana Richard, who you know very well, he, yeah. he still runs my coaching division today. He's my brother from another mother. Yeah. He's uh, one of my best friends. Uh, we've been together in one capacity or another for over 30 years, believe it or not. So wow. he, uh, we moved up and we opened a real estate company. Uh, we started up a real estate company. We were sort of a very small franchise. Nobody knew the, the brand name. And I was competing against the Remax of the world. And this, at the time, the Century 21s and the Royal LePage, all these big companies. And, and in all fairness, I learned a lot, but I, I got beat up pretty good for the first three years. I think it's really important for people to know that, you know, real estate is such a local business. Like realtors uh, get to know the community. The community gets to know them. And for somebody to actually leave and parachute themselves into a whole other market area is very difficult. It was like setting up a shop and starting from zero. It, it was like, I would have never thought it was going to be as hard as it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for three years, we every day was just trying to figure out how to keep the doors open. Yeah. And, and it required, you know, we were spending a lot of money in marketing because nobody knew us. So we were spending money in newspaper advertising back then. Uh, Dan and I'd be prospecting on the telephone and, you know, back then we'd be knocking on doors. Yeah. So that's where you're calling people and saying, would you like to sell your house? hundred percent. You know, we were just, uh, you know, manning the phones, knocking on doors, like doing everything we can because we didn't know anybody. Yeah. So it was very difficult. Yeah. And, and again, this is before the internet. This is before social media. This is before, uh, I mean, it was a different time. Yeah. Well, this was the time when you knocked on somebody's door, they actually opened it. This is actually the time when you phoned somebody and they didn't know who you were because they didn't have call display. They actually, they actually answered the phone. It was, it was, it was a pretty cool deal. No answering machines. Well, no, they did. They were, they were answering machines were around then. But what was really interesting when answering machines first came out, Tony, you know what they were for? Not to miss a call. Yeah, of course. Now, if you think about it, you know, people actually look at their phone. They use the screen. They use the screen. So it's, yeah. it's interesting how it's all changed, right? The yeah. evolution, because people get answering machines. They didn't want to miss a call. Not anymore. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then again, uh, progressing forward, you started uh, Richard Robbins uh, in, uh, Richard Robbins yep. International, and you are a, a training organization, and you have spoken to hundreds of You mentioned 300,000 attendees. Uh, I have been to your events where there have been 1,500 people. Uh, I know you've spoken to uh, as many as 10,000 people at events because you yeah. get hired by uh, real estate uh, organizations or, or companies to, uh, yeah, to do to keynotes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a very different thing. Yeah. Uh, and you're 21 years in now. So uh, and, and you've been hugely successful. You've, you've really inspired the lives of countless people. Many of our listeners are realtors uh, uh, here in Victoria uh, who have gone through your programs as well. Too. What's, what, what drives you? What's the biggest... Uh, what, what gives you the, uh, um, um, what satisfies you? Like? Yeah. Well, I've had so many great learnings in my life. And I will say when I was younger, I thought the be all end all was working really hard, making a bunch of money and retiring. And I've come to learn through, you know, getting around some, you know, successful people or, or older people that I'm not convinced that's what I want to do. I look at it and say, you know, I want to, I want to build a life that I love all the time. So I love my work. Mm-hmm. I love my work. I, and that's why I do it. I just, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I think we're put in the surf to serve, you know, and I think once you stop serving, man, 
time's probably short. Uh, I, this is a really important uh, aspect of our conversation here because consumers, and again, many of the listeners to our show here, they're interested in real estate. They're interested in buying or selling. Maybe have had bad experiences with a real estate person. Mm-hmm. Where you know maybe the feeling was that real estate person was just looking out for their their own self. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to earn a commission. They weren't really paying attention to the the needs of the uh, the client. Really, your your underlying philosophy for as long as because I've been with you almost since the very beginning has always been um, uh, service yes. and providing value so such that we as real estate agents are worthy of earning the person's business, right? 100%. Yeah. Let's face it, in any industry, and I'm, I'm a huge advocate of real estate agents. I just think that the public sometimes... Um, I have to remind listeners, you're not a real estate agent. No, I'm you're, not. You haven't been licensed for a while. You, you are solely yeah, a trainer. No. And you work with real estate agents. Yes, we yeah. work with... So I, I'm just such an advocate. They, they work very hard. They work a lot of nights and weekends. They have tremendous disappointments. Everybody thinks they're making a fortune. That's not the case. It's just not the case. Um, however, in every industry, real estate included, there's some bad apples. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's always going to be some bad apples. And I think one of the challenges is some people, uh, I sort of call it commission breath. You know what I mean? All they're thinking about is the deal. They're thinking about making money. And our teaching is not that. Our teaching is that, you know, you need to be professional. I think what you have to do is you got to make sure, number one, you're educated about your local market. you got to know it, you know, better than the consumers of what's going on in your local market. And I think at the end of the day, your job is to discover what it is that consumer is trying, what is their goal? What are they trying to achieve? Because anybody that's in business is a problem solver, if you really think about it. And so the problem in real estate is somebody has a desire to do something. They have a desire to buy a house, they have a desire to sell a house. Well, if they have a desire to buy a house and you need to have a lot, have a conversation with them and truly discover what's their motivation, what are they looking for? Are they going to start a family? Aren't they going to start a family? And the same as somebody's going to sell. Right? What is their motivation for selling? Do they sell quick? You know, you know, they can take their time. Have they bought something? Haven't they? And really get to know the consumer so you can help the consumer okay, solve whatever problem it is the consumer has in a way that is ultimately serving the consumer, not the agent. Yeah, because the difference here is it's not buying a car. It's not like you walk into a car lot and then you're just buying a product. And in, in many ways as well, too, open houses, you know, people often think that they just walk into an open house and then they'll either buy the house or maybe pick their agent there. There's a lot more behind the scenes than just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. If you, you know, the whole industry to me, um, for the people that we tend to work with and for the people that have been successful for a long period of time, like yourself, you've been in the midst of a long time, you've served a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they genuinely want to do a really good job for the people they're serving. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, think about this. And this is the way I look at life. I say, you go to the doctor, and the doctor, you know, does some x-rays, does some studies, whatever it is, and the doctor says, okay, you need to take your kidney out. And you go, what do you mean? Yeah, your kidney's bad. But the doctor's telling you because the doctor needs the money. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with your kidney. (laughs) Like, we we would not expect that to happen. No. no, We wouldn't. And hopefully it doesn't. Well, real estate's the same. Why would you ever give anybody advice that isn't truly going to serve them? And that's the difference between the good and the great, if you think about it. They, they, they're out there, and first and foremost is the consumer, to the point that if you find a house and they like it, but you don't think it's the right house for whatever reason, tell them it's not the right house. Yeah. Be honest with them. Yeah. Tell them the truth, right? Because it's always about long-term relationships. Anybody successful in any business has built long-term relationships. Yeah, not just to make the sale, the sale area. Yeah. So if people are interested, because uh, we do have realtors listening too, um, how can they find you again? The website is... 
RichardRobbins.com. Uh, uh, RichardRobbins.com. Yeah, RichardRobbins.com. They can just go to the website, and everything is on the site. Fantastic. Well, we need to take another break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Richard Robbins. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you are looking for advice in the areas of mortgages, billing inspection, home insurance, or legal aspects of your real estate purchase or sale, you should give these guys a call. They are great people to chat with. You can find their contact information by visiting the CFAX 1070 website, look under shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Or you could always just reach out to me. I'd be happy to introduce you. We are having a conversation today with Richard Robbins. Richard is Canada's foremost real estate trainer, mentor, and coach. Uh, Rich, again, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here, Tony. Uh, you know, a couple of things that I want to bring up here for our listeners. You've been named the Real Estate Professional Magazine, an industry icon from Real Estate Professional Magazine, uh, which is really a, a huge honor. You're one of North America's most sought after experts, uh, not only in real estate, but also in personal and professional development. Uh, you also have authored a book called Deliver the Unexpected and Six Other New Truths for Business success, which I have seen at chapters and, and all that, uh, very distinctive red cover. Uh, and that's not just real estate related, right? No, it's it's sort of interesting. It was, I, I had this desire to talk about success. Yeah. And there was a number of things that um, I thought was sort of conventionally thought about as being a good success principle. And I sort of uh, said, no, I think it's a bit of a myth. And I created a new truth around it. So it was it was an interesting process for me to to clarify what some people I thought believed to be true that maybe wasn't quite as true as they thought. It's a great read. And it's a reminder to me that you are, you are truly a student of, uh, of, of all these things, of delivering value, of providing service. And, and, uh, and this is the reason why you have been so successful for realtors. Um, you know, we were talking before the break about realtors, you know, you, you wanting your professional to be looking out for your best interests at all times. That is not just a given. Like uh, there might be an assumption that every realtor is is a good realtor. It's just like any other occupation, I guess. There are some not so great lawyers. There are some fantastic lawyers and and the same is true of real estate, right? Yeah, well, I I think that's why the, the highest percentage of agents are found through repeat and referral business. Yeah. And actually it's it's over 60%. So 60% of sellers actually find their agent you know, through a referral. And actually, we should just, I'm going to pose that question to our listeners right now. How did you find your last agent? You know, you think about that. Uh, Rich is quoting stats from the National Association of Realtors in the States, right? Right. Which is basically the same as here. Sure. So 60% of the time they find somebody from uh, a recommendation. Yeah, recommendation. And I think one of the reasons that number is so high like real, a lot of real estate agents don't even realize it's that high. Yeah. You know, more than 50% of the time, a seller is going to find their agent, you know, through a referral or deal with the same agent they dealt with before. And the reason being is because, think about this, the, the home that the listeners are in right now, their home, the condo, whatever they happen to live in, is probably the biggest investment they've ever made in their life. And if they're going to sell that property or buy a house, mm-hmm. that means they're going to sell the biggest investment 
or they're going to buy the biggest investment. Well, if you're going to do that, you probably want to have great representation. And that's what a great realtor will give you. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, that's why a lot are coming through referral because you want to find somebody you can trust, which is easiest way to do it. Talk to one of your friends, your mom and dad, your, you know, one of your relatives, and, and they'll recommend somebody to you. And I bet you, Tony, in all fairness, I bet you that's where a lot of your business comes from. It is true. Yeah, a lot of it is because of the training that, that I got from you. Mm-hmm. Um, trust, though, I mean, that's that's a big word. And, and, and really, that's what, I mean, for, for this big purchase, this is really something that maybe even if consumers don't realize it, that's what they're looking for. Sure. In, their, in their professional, right? Well, think about this, Tony. I think if you're going to purchase anything that has a lot of moving pieces, because there's a lot of moving pieces in a real estate transaction, mm. that the consumer could get themselves in trouble. So if, if, if it's that or it's even something else, maybe financial advice would be another example. In the back of your mind, wouldn't you think the number one question we're going to have is, who can I trust? Yeah. Now, we might not consciously ask ourselves that, but unconsciously, that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Who can I trust? That's often how they make the decision, right? Sure it is. And it's no different if you walk into a store, Uh, walk into a car lot, walk into a retail store. You know how there's some people, you you know, after a quick conversation, you go, I could trust this person. Mm -hmm. And then there's others, you got a feeling, don't you? Yeah. And in the back of your mind, you might not say, I can't trust that person. But I think in the back of your mind, you're resisting moving forward to them because you don't think you can trust them. Yeah. For sure. And you know and, the difference in trust. The difference in trust is when you're speaking with somebody, I think when you feel you can trust somebody, you feel they're serving you. Mm-hmm. When you're uncertain about whether you can trust them, you probably think they're serving themselves. Yeah. And, and the other part of that, too, is genuine, when they are genuinely serving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most important thing. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you. So for any listener right now who needs to find an agent, maybe does not have that personal recommendation or introduction from a friend or family member, what are some things that a consumer should be asking an agent? Or what are things that they should be using as a decision-making process when they choose that person? I think you want to look at the results. So in other words, you first of all, you're probably like, obviously, how long have you been in the business? And not there's anything wrong with a brand Everyone new starts, agent. yeah. Everybody's somewhere. got to start, and there's some great new agents. So don't get me wrong there, but you, you probably, you know, do want somebody with some experience. The other things I would ask, if, if you're a seller, uh, I think a great question, which most sellers don't ask, is of all the listings you take, what percentage actually sell? Yeah, because the the assumption may be that every listing sells, but that is not the truth necessarily. Right. Yeah. Think about this. If you're going to have major surgery, Tony, yep. I bet you're going to say to the surgeon, well, what's my chances of making it with you? <laughs> yes. You want to know that, right? Yeah. Because that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, you're selling your most valuable asset. Wouldn't it make sense? Well, you know, how many listings did you take last year? Oh, I took 30. Well, great. How many of those 30 you took sell? Because you want to know if they're good at getting them sold. The other question you might want to ask is, what percentage of list price have you negotiated for your sellers in the last year? Yeah, so that would tell a consumer what your what your capability is, how you are negotiating. Yeah, you're a good negotiator. Okay, how many days is it taking your listings to sell? So, you're talking about the specific results that somebody's actually producing. I think is what you're looking for because when you look at somebody's results, you can determine whether they're qualified to work with you or not, or mm-hmm. yeah, qualified to work with you or not. I, I, you know, this is a really this is a really great conversation because I think a lot of people, consumers, maybe fall into the trap of, well, you know, I've seen this person advertise a lot. You know, I see their ad, you know, whatever, or, or all these things. You never know. That's not a, that's not a uh, demonstration of their capabilities. Well, I'll tell you this, Tony. There's many years ago, I went to a car dealership of somebody that advertised like crazy. Okay. And I had one of the worst experiences of my life. 
So their advertising budget does not determine whether they're good yeah. at what it is they do. Yeah. Right? So that's, you know, that's just an example. Just because I have a large advertising budget and I get my name out there, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm really good at what it is I do. However, I would suggest that uh, the results that I've produced in the past, like we just talked about, is mm -hmm. what any consumer would want to know about somebody for choosing them to help them with the sale or purchase of their most valuable asset. And, and in, the, in the reverse there, too, we, we both you and I know a lot of very busy, reputable real estate agents across Canada here that don't advertise. 100%. Lots. And it's because they have they have built the trust so much with their clients and their friends that they don't need to rely on that uh, for introductions, right? Right. It's like this. I always say there's there's two ways. Now, when you're brand new to the business and you don't have repeat business and you're not going to get a lot of referrals, well, you got to get out there. You got to market yourself. You got to advertise, possibly, and all those other things. However, as your business starts to grow, if you've done a really good job and you've serviced a lot of people, like yourself, you've serviced probably thousands of people, right? Mm -hmm. So you've serviced thousands of people. Well, those thousands of people that you serviced, if you serviced them properly, they should be sending you business. Yeah. Because they're telling other people, Tony, Joe can be trusted. So the whole idea is that as you mature in the industry and the more people you service, then all of a sudden what happens, the business should start coming to you from all of the work you've done mm -hmm. with the people you've already served. So that's why when I, when I see an agent that has a lot of repeat referral business, I can pretty well guarantee you they're a good agent. Yeah. yeah. And again, going back to what we said at the very beginning, th these are people that are truly looking out for the best interests of their client. Right. Yeah. It's advocacy. Yeah. See, advocacy is the ultimate. Advocacy is when you've done such a great job for somebody and they're so impressed with what it is you've done, they want to tell other people about the experience. Yeah. It's like a great movie. It's like a great restaurant. We become advocates all the time, yeah. right? However, if there's a bad experience, the consumers will also let their friends know about that. Yeah, and they say that they'll probably talk more about a bad experience than a good one, which isn't a great thing, but uh, there's no question. But it's a reminder about how important or, or how licensed or real estate professionals should be very diligent about their conduct. Right? How long have you lived in Victoria? Uh, all my life. All your life, right? Yeah. How important is your reputation? I, I could not replace it. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. And what's interesting about a reput reputation and what's interesting about trust, it takes years to build and minutes to lose. Yeah. How true. Uh, we're here with Richard Robbins uh, from Richard Robbins International. He is Canada's foremost real estate trainer and coach. Uh, we are having a fantastic conversation, but we do need to take another break. When we come back, we'll be picking up this conversation back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, having a conversation today with real estate icon from Canada, or from Toronto, I should say. Of course, we're all in Canada. Uh, Richard Robbins is in Toronto. Uh, however, Richard has been serving realtors across the country here for 21 years. We're actually in the studio in Vancouver right now where Richard is visiting and he's going to have his annual uh, real estate event uh, in July where hundreds of realtors will come for higher education and training and learning how to serve their clients. Uh, Richard, thanks again for coming. My pleasure, Tony. Yeah, we were having a conversation before the break about the importance of reputation. And uh, again, the, the realtors that you've served over the years are ones who have the interest to build their business so that their real estate, it's a real estate practice. Right. It's not just a hobby. Right. It, there are a lot of people, we had this conversation during lunch. So in Toronto, where there's how many agents now? 
just over 50,000. 50,000 agents. And Victoria has 1,400, right? Yeah. So Toronto's got 50,000 agents, but how many do not do any business in the calendar year? Uh, last year, 26% did not do one transaction. Yeah, so why are they even licensed? Right. Yeah. Well, I think what happens, unfortunately, is real estate, Real estate to me is such a beautiful industry because it's sort of pure entrepreneurship, right? So if you think about real estate, you don't require a lot of education to get a license. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You know, you start a retail store, you got to lease space, you got to build shelves, you got to buy inventory. So that's what I mean by pure entrepreneurship. Now, whenever you think about pure entrepreneurship, what's going to happen is you're, you're going to see the good and the bad, right? And the ugly, that's just the way it is. And there's some people because real estate prices have gone up so much, especially in Toronto and Vancouver, that if they just do one deal, one deal a year. So if their uncle Jack, right, decides to maybe sell and will choose to use that realtor, who's a cab driver the rest of the time. And we see this all the time. Or a fireman or fireman, uh, something else. Yeah, Yeah. whatever, right? There's all kinds of, uh, and you know, they, they do that one deal. And is it right or wrong? Listen, I'm not, I'm not part of licensing. That's not what I get into. Uh, I, I wish that there was some qualifier to determine whether somebody's full-time in the industry or not, um, because it would concern me if somebody sells one home every two years, as an example, mm-hmm. uh, that they would be taken on somebody's most valuable asset. Like how skilled are they at the negotiation? How skilled are they at the knowledge of the area or, or things like that, right? Well, let me ask this question. Let's turn it around to you for a minute. Okay. You're negotiating offers all the time. Do you yes. ever negotiate an offer with a very unskilled agent that you know has not sold a house in a long time? Most definitely. Time? I did one last week with a brand new agent. Right. Yeah. And how was it? Uh, I did have to walk her through the process. Right. Yeah. There's, there's the deal. Yeah. So that's the deal. They aren't skilled. They, they have no skill whatsoever. Right. So what happens? An experienced agent like yourself is going to have to do most of the work. However, all the work you're doing is to put a deal together for what were you working with a seller? Yes. So you're putting a deal together for the seller. So let me ask this. Were you representing the buyer in that case? Not at all. Not at all. I was just representing the seller. So you're putting a deal together and you're doing what was right for your seller. Yeah. What about the buyer? Good question. See, was the buyer well served, right? And that's what we have to think about. Yeah. And, and again, it's got to come back. Like, I think people take lightly when I see consumers are going, oh, I'm going to sell my house myself, right? For sale by owners is an example. And I think, really? You know, this is your most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sell it yourself with so many things that could go wrong. And at the end of the day, you know, can you really negotiate the best price for yourself? Because the worst person to negotiate for yeah. is yourself. That's why lawyers don't represent themselves. Right. right? Yeah. It makes it just it, it makes no sense. Uh, that's why I think that people should have very very good representation. Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole and of course the whole idea people do attempt to or want to sell their home by their own because they have this perception that they're going to be saving on real estate fees. And let's face it, real estate fees are not insignificant. I agree. Um, but, you know, again, you're not licensed. You're, you're not in the organized real estate business. You're, you're an outsider that helps um, realtors and, to an extent, their consumers as well, too. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you just gave an example of why it's risky for someone to try to represent themselves, right? Well, I think also, I think any studies that I've read in for sale by owners, and they're not Canadian studies, they're American studies, so... Mm-hmm is that uh, the, av- the, the for sale by owner, on average, is selling their home for over 5% less than a similar home would have sold for by a realtor. Yeah. Okay, so 
Um, now, how they based everything, I don't know, because no two homes used are exactly the same, okay? But these were independent studies that I had read a while ago, and I thought, well, isn't that interesting, right? Because if a realtor is really, really good at what they do, and if they're, let's say they're listed with Tony Joe, and I use you because I know you're a great realtor, because I've, you know, you've been Thanks, following Rich. us for years, um, you know, you're, you're just very, very good at what you do. You've got a great team. Well, if they're, if the seller's going to be represented by you, it's, it's easy for me to say, I know you're going to get the most amount of money for that seller. I know you're not going to let them sell their house for less than it's worth. I just know you wouldn't let them do that. Which means you're a professional negotiator that understands value, that can go back to the other agent on the other side mm-hmm. and say to the agent, listen, here's the deal. My seller is not willing to take this, nor am I willing to recommend to my seller for them to take this? And here's why. Here's all the comparables of all the other homes that have sold. Here's the other ones that are for sale in the neighborhood right now. Take all these back to your buyer and show your buyer these to justify what this house is really worth. Would you do that? You would do it all day long, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. So you now are helping the other agent sell the buyer on what the house is actually worth because that's your job and you get that. Well, a seller that's trying to do it themselves, could they be as effective as you at doing that? No, I mean, of course, they don't even know the agent on the other side. Right. Yeah, and most of the time, they're not even doing this. I mean, we do this on a daily basis. Every day. You know, many of us do this 100 times a year. Right. Right, and for someone who's doing it maybe once every six years or once every seven years. See, I think sometimes the perception of the public, and in some cases, this could be a true perception, depending on the agent, is that the agent's going to try to negotiate the seller into an offer. Oh. And if you have a really great agent, the agent's not trying to negotiate the seller into an offer. The agent representing the seller is trying to negotiate the other agent into why they should pay more for the house. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so doing their job and, and selling on behalf of the seller right. to get the best result. That's their job. Yeah. Right? No different in all fairness than if somebody is representing buyer, that agent should be trying to get the best price for the buyer. So that means you want a good representative on your side, whichever side you happen to be oh, on. Whether you're buying or whether you're right. selling. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now, this is something because we talked uh, at the very beginning about the way business was conducted before, and the difference is technology. So you had the MLS catalogs. There was no internet. There was no social media. But this whole philosophy of representation and 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 doing your best for your client that has never changed. No, that has never changed because our fiduciary duty has always been right to the, the people that are that are they're paying us. Generally speaking, right. Yeah. Uh, so no, there's always been a very strong fiduciary duty by the agents to uh, you know to serve whoever they're representing. So what you brought up uh, just a couple minutes ago is studies, and you were talking about how uh, owners that sell without a realtor typically sell five percent less. And you did mention the the caveat that uh, those are not Canadian studies. I, I do want to mention to the listeners here that uh, the National Association of Realtors in the states uh, is the sort of governing body. We have to understand that there's a lot more realtors in the states than in Canada. We have a hundred and I think it's one hundred and ten thousand agents in Canada, yep. and there's over a million in the states. Yes. So there is so much more data that uh, they have in the states. Um, but when you think about it culturally, from uh, you know uh, below the 49th. Uh, or above, we're very similar. So I yeah. think you can extra- extrapolate this data. No, no, I think too. their data is like, I, you know, when I, I use a lot of their data, especially from the National Association of Realtors, um, and I think it's very accurate because yeah. I think our two markets in terms of organized real estate are very similar. The only difference I would say between the two is that there's no national um, 
MLS service in the U.S. For sure. Let's take just a quick moment here and, and tell any of our Realtor listeners what they can expect when they come to one of your events, like uh, coming up in July in Vancouver. Well, we're probably going to rock their world. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a lot of I fun. I know this because you've yeah, rocked many there's, people's there's worlds. It's going to be great music. But at the end of the day, here's what we do. is It's a two-day event, and our goal is to take everybody sitting in that room through the process of building a business, not earning a living. Mm-hmm. Not just doing deals, mm-hmm. right? Forget this doing deal thing. Let's go out and build a business. So how do you build a business? Well, first, you better figure out how to market to people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how to bring value to people. You've heard me say before, giving starts the receiving process. Go out into the world, content marketing. Let people know uh, great information so you're bringing value to their life. We talk about, you know, how to do proper listing presentations, buyer presentation, time management, financial management, the whole deal. Yeah. Like from from really A to Z about building a, a real estate business. Yeah, and, and, you know, something that's really important is the things that you teach are it's not how to trick a consumer into working with you no but it's how to provide value and how to value provide to uh, uh, relevancy yeah so that you are you're a part of this consumer's process right? and how to well here's here's my theory my theory is this is sales to me is they could almost interchange the word sales and help mm-hmm. if you're in sales you're trying to help somebody do something right and so then sales to me is your ability to influence another human being. And I say, so what you want to do is you want to influence buyers and sellers. And what are you trying to influence them with? You're trying to influence them with his education. You want to give the buyer or the seller all the information you can possibly give them to help them make the most informed and educated decision for themselves. That's your job as a professional salesperson. Yeah, and and the key here, the key that you said is educating them so that they can make their own decision themselves. Right. Yeah. See, the challenge is people don't try to make the wrong decision, but many people make the wrong decision. Why? Because they didn't have all the information to make the right one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's paramount for the licensee, for the realtor, to actually have that information. Right. So to have knowledge about the market, to ha- to know, uh, you know, have their pulse on the market, know what's going on, because if they don't, then what's their relevancy, right? Well, that means they maybe they can't give all the information necessary so that consumer can make the right decision. Yeah. Right? I always say nobody's trying to make the wrong decision. Yeah. Well, why do they make wrong decisions? Because they didn't have all the information to make the right one. Yeah. And again, you know, as you said early on, this is the largest purchase in somebody's life most of the time. Sure. It's a huge, it's a huge decision-making process. I think as licensees, sometimes we kind of take it for granted because we help people all the time. Uh, but the reality is, we're still here. Yeah. You know, we didn't go away with the advent of the internet. Um, the real estate professional is, as far as I'm concerned, just as relevant now as it ever has been. I actually think the real because of the complication in transactions that it, it, real estate is going to become more relevant. And I also think that the consumer is going to continually get access to more and more and more information where they'll be able to do a lot of research and the consumer is going to become more educated than ever before, which is a beautiful, an absolute beautiful thing. However, the consumer, um, through the whole transaction from start to finish, from listing a house to negotiating an offer, to get a house ready for sale, the whole deal, uh, and then condition removal and then closing, like there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. And I do believe that the consumer... Um, I think it's in the best interest of the consumer to be guided professionally through the whole process. Yeah, and and that's that's sort of not 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 a warning, but a, a reminder that consumers, if they don't have an agent, should do their due diligence. 
and ask those questions that you had you had mm-hmm. posed before. Yeah, what's no what's their what's their sales uh, um, uh, history and and how long they've been around and things like that. So important, right? Yeah, it's really important because who cares what you're going to do? I'm more interested in what have you already done for others. Show what's me your the track res- record. Yeah, yeah, show me show me the results you produced in the past, so I can make a decision whether you're you're right for me or not. Fantastic. Uh, again, uh, Richard, uh, if people would like to visit your website, it's richardrobbins.com. Great. Uh, there's lots of great resources there. And uh, for any agent who's interested, they've got to come to one of your events. July of Vancouver in November in Toronto. Yep. Uh, you got hundreds of people there. The energy is fantastic. Thank you for coming and joining us. There's so much great information. Hopefully our consumers learned a lot as well, too. Well, it's my pleasure, Tony, and uh, thank you for having me. I always say when anybody will listen, I'll talk. <laughs> great. <laughs> and to the rest of our listeners, uh, I'll be here for you this time next week.